can we have victory in this life? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Do you want to overcome the world? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It is faith that is the medium of exchange in the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason the Lord Jesus Christ said, be it unto you according to your faith. According to your faith, that is the measure. Your faith is the measure of your victory, your success, all of the things that grace provides, they come to us by faith. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring the timeless biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. As we just heard from him, in the kingdom of God, our faith is the measure of our victory and success. Our belief is our greatest spiritual asset and our richest currency. On the contrary, unbelief is our greatest stumbling block. This is why we need to receive God's grace, which He provides through our faith in Him. If you have your Bible, turn now to Romans chapter 10, as Adrian Rogers explains the concept of faith, what it is, and how to have it. Would you take God's Word, find Romans 10? In a moment, we're going to begin our study in verse 17. Now, the book of Romans is the foundation for our faith. It is the constitution of Christianity. It is the solid rock upon which we stand. And, and the book of Romans tells us, I suppose more than any other book in the Bible, about the grace of God. I love the word grace. It is a beautiful word. I think the only word more beautiful to me is the name Jesus. But grace... Think what a beautiful word that is. And what is grace? Well, let's make an acrostic out of grace. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E. Have you got that? God's riches at Christ's expense. That means Jesus Christ on the cross, dying in agony and blood for our sins, provides for us all of the riches of God, for the same Lord over all is rich, unto all that call upon Him, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's grace. But listen, folks, faith lays hold of what grace provides. Now, without faith, there's no way that you can acquire the grace of God, that the grace of God can come into your life only through faith. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. Now, what is faith? F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking all, I trust Him. That's faith. Forsaking all. Forsaking my good works, my good intentions, forsaking my sin, forsaking all that I am by nature and by the first birth, I turn my back on that and I take Jesus. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Faith, forsaking all, I trust Him. So, when I put my hand of faith in God's hand of grace... That's salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. It is faith that receives what grace provides. And I want to say that lack of faith is not weakness. It is wickedness. And no one who does not believe uh, has the excuse to say they cannot believe because the Lord has dealt to every man a measure of faith. I want us to see what true biblical faith is. And the very first thing I want you to see is what I want to call the object of faith. What do you place your faith in? That's so very important because 
so many people call things faith that's not faith at all. They have all kinds of ideas about what faith is. But faith is no better than its object. Now listen to me very carefully. Some people say faith moves mountains. That is not true. It is God that moves mountains. Your faith is no better than the object of that faith. Weak faith in the right object is better than misplaced faith in any object. Weak faith in God is better than strong faith in anything else. Don't get the idea that uh, because your faith is weak uh, that it won't work. Faith is what counts. It's not the size of your faith. It's the object of your faith that really counts. Now, the object of faith is God. So, what should be your ambition then? To know God. To know God. That's the reason the Bible says we're to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, if you look to yourself, you're going to be discouraged and weak. Put your eyes upon Him. The Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in Him shall not be ashamed. Your great need today is to learn of Him, to come to know Him. If the object of your faith is God, then the ambition of your heart ought to be to know Him. The more you know about Him, the more you're going to find faith as the byproduct of your heart. When you look to Jesus, when you discover the God of the Bible, when you come to see Him, you're going to find out that faith is axiomatic in your heart and in your life. Let me give you a verse. Psalm 9, verse 10, And they that know thy name, that is the character of God, will put their trust in thee. Daniel 11 and verse 32, And they that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. And so, uh, the object of faith is God Himself. Not positive thinking, not your own ambitions, not your own will, not your own intention. Just know God. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Romans 10, verse 11, Whosoever believeth in Him shall not be ashamed. Now here's the second thing about biblical faith. Not only the object of it, but the origin of it. The origin of it. Now if the object of this faith is to trust Him, then you've got to hear from Him. So the origin of your faith is the Word of God. The object of your faith is God Himself. You trust Him. But the origin of that faith is to hear Him. Now look, if you will, in verse 11. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Go back to verse 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? That's a very logical question. Go back up to verse 8. But what saith it? Thee, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith. The word of faith. Now, the object of faith is God Himself, so you must know Him. But the origin of faith is the word of that God. You must hear Him. You must learn to listen to God if you would have faith. You see, uh, you cannot pray outside the will of God and get your prayer answered. And in order to pray in the will of God, you've got to hear the Word of God. Now, where does this faith come from? You don't generate faith. You don't just clench your fist, grit your teeth, and say, I am going to believe. Faith cometh. Look in verse 17. 
Faith cometh by hearing. That is, it comes from outside of you. Uh, you don't generate that faith. Now, you can have natural faith in the natural realm. We all live by natural faith. You're putting faith in the chair that you're sitting in right now. When you go to the restaurant, you're putting faith in the cook. That's, that's natural faith. We all live by faith every day in chairs, planes, food. Ron Dunn said this. He says, the doctor tells us that we have a disease that we've never heard of, writes a prescription that we cannot read for a medicine whose name we cannot pronounce, which we take to a druggist that we do not know, who gives us a bottle of liquid which tastes like poison, which we take and go back for more. That's faith. <laughs> But that, that's faith in the, in the natural realm. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about biblical faith that's in the supernatural realm. You don't generate that. You don't work it up. It comes down. Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, he talks about those who have obtained like precious faith. And then in Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, for unto you it is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. That is, the believing on Him is given to you. Nobody can believe in God unless God enables him to believe. Now, listen to me. The only way that you can believe in God is to hear from God, and God must enable you to believe. And the instrument that God uses to enable you to believe is His Word. Faith is not a leap in the dark. It's a step in the light. You hear from God. But without a word from God, listen to me very carefully, without a word from God, you have no basis for faith. There's some people today who say you name it and claim it. That is absurd. You can't claim it unless God names it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, put in your margin Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Here is the description of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Think of that word hope. What does that word hope mean? It doesn't mean maybe. Not in the Bible. It may mean it in uh, modern English. But in the Bible, the word hope means bedrock assurance. And that assurance is based on the Word of God. The second coming of Jesus is called what? The blessed hope. That doesn't mean a blessed maybe. It means the blessed certainty. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. That is bedrock assurance based on the Word of God. Again, the Bible calls hope the anchor of the soul. Well, friend, you don't, you don't put your anchor in a chunk of cloud bank. You put your anchor in something that is strong and solid. Pay attention now because we're going to learn something about hope. Hope is bedrock assurance. Now look at the word substance. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. I looked this up and studied some different translations. One gives it, for well, the word a substance, gives the word assurance. Another gives the word confidence. Another gives the word guarantee. Another it gives it, and I love this, the title deed. What, what happens is this, that we have bedrock assurance, we have substance, we have the title deed according to the Word of God. Point I'm making is this that the object of faith is God. The origin of faith is the Word of God. If you don't hear from God, you'll never have faith. Well, let, let me just put it this way. If you don't hear God, not just hear from God, if you don't hear God, you'll never have faith. But it is the Word of God that's going to bring faith in your heart. Now, 
Look in verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That is, hearing the Word of God. The word that is translated word there is not the word logos, which means the revelation of the Bible like we call the Bible, the, the, the Word of God. That's the logos. But it's a different word. It's the word rhema. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the rhema of God. And that word means the communication of the Word of God. Not just the Word of God. I don't mean when I say just the Word of God to deprecate the Word of God. But it is not the Bible that you hold in your hand that's going to give you faith. It is God speaking to you out of that Bible. Not the Logos that you have in your hand. That is the Word of God. That is. But you need to have God speak to you. You need a rhema, a communication of the Word of God. You can hear with your ear everything that I say this morning and not have faith. But oh, if God speaks to your heart, you've got to hear God. You've got to get a communication of that Word from God. And my job is not to teach you some sermon outline. My job is to get you to listen to God as God speaks to you. You've got to hear from God. You've got to hear more than a sermon. You've got to hear more than a pastor. You've got to hear God. Look in Romans 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Now look at that little phrase, in. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? It doesn't say in whom, but whom they have not heard. Now what is the difference? Well, they basically mean the same thing, but it means that God has to be speaking to you. You've got to hear God today because faith comes when you hear God. God takes the Word of God and the truths of the Word of God and God applies those to your heart and God is speaking to you. You must hear Jesus today. You must hear Jesus say to you today, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He is speaking to your heart today if you will listen. Now here's the third thing I want you to see. I want you to see not only the object of our faith, which is God Himself, the origin of our faith, which is to hear from God and get a word from God, but I want you to hear also, friend, the objective of our faith. Why does God use faith? What is faith all about? Is faith something that you can put in your pocket to spend for whatever you want? Uh, can you just say, well, I, want, I have faith, so I'll have a bigger house. Or I have faith, so I'll get well. I have faith, so I'll have friends. I'll have faith, so I can get married. I'll have faith, so I can have a Cadillac. I'll have faith, so I can... No, 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 no. Faith is not getting man's will done in heaven. Faith is God's way of getting God's will done on earth. Faith is God's way of getting the things done that He wants done through us. That's the objective of faith. Now, if you make faith uh, some sort of a Midas touch, that makes God your servant. But God is not your servant. You are God's servant. And again, faith is not getting man's will done in heaven. It is getting God's will done on earth. You say, well, wait a minute, Adrian. You mean to say that I'm hemmed up by the will of God? Yep. And just like a minnow hemmed up by the Atlantic Ocean. The will of God doesn't mean fewer blessings for you. The will of God means more blessings for you. But the objective of faith is that God's Word that He sends 
will have its effect, and God will do it through us. So what you need to do is to find the will of God because the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask Him anything according to His will, He hears us. Well, how do we know His will? We know His Word. Well, how do we trust His Word? We know His person. So the object of faith is God Himself. The origin of faith is the Word of God. The objective of faith is the will of God. Now, if you're not interested in the will of God, forget faith. So what should you do? If the object of faith is God, get to know God. If the origin of faith is the Word of God, begin to listen to God. If the objective of faith is the will of God, then submit to God. God doesn't give His faith to rebels. Friend, learn to trust the Lord and let God stay in control. Now here's the final thing, and, and we'll just wrap this up. What is the operation of faith? The operation of faith is to obey God. Now watch this. If you say that you believe God, but you don't obey God, you don't really believe Him. Faith is belief with legs on it. Faith obeys. Now, if we believe, obviously it is because God has enabled us to believe. But if we don't believe, we're the ones held responsible. Look, if you will, in uh, verses 17 and 18. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went out unto all the earth, and their words unto the end of the world. But skip down to verse 21. But to Israel, he saith, all day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Now, they have not all obeyed the gospel. You must obey the gospel. All day long, God says to Israel, have I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and gainsaying people. Now, what does that mean, disobedient? Well, you know what disobedience is, just not obeying. What about gainsaying? We don't use that word very much today, but it means obstinate. <laughs> it means uh, people who just refuse the Word of God. Here's the Word of God, and it goes forth, and God is stretching out His hands. There's some people say, oh, well, God just calls just some, and when God just calls some, they're going to come, and ain't nothing can stop it. You better read the Bible. Friend, he says, all day long have I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and gainsaying people. God is stretching out His hands. But they wouldn't believe. They wouldn't believe. They refuse. Gainsaying means that they are not only disobedient, but they are obstinate. They say no. They take the Word of God and they parade it past the judgment bar of their mind. And they make a jury of themselves and they say, oh, no, I don't think so. I'm not going to obey that. Friend, the operation of faith is obedience to God. You're not saved by faith and works. You're saved by faith that works. And if it hasn't changed your life, if it doesn't get down into shoe leather, if it doesn't get down into your heart, if it doesn't make you a different person, if it doesn't cause you to obey the Word of God, don't tell me you have faith. Don't tell me you're going to heaven. Faith without works is dead. That's what James tells us. Amen. Now, you're not saved because of your works. You work because you're saved. But God stretches forth His hand, and people can say no to Him. And if they say no to Him, God says, I stretched out my hands all day long to a disobedient and gainsaying people. They've not all obeyed the gospel. So when you believe, you obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. The object of faith is God. Know Him.
The origin of faith is the Word of God. Hear Him. The objective of faith is the will of God. Yield to it. It is heaven's way of getting God's will done on earth. And then the operation of faith is to obey God. Say, yes, Lord. It is belief with legs on it. Now, that brings me one last thing. You say, Pastor, is faith the gift of God? Yes. Faith is a gift of God. Does that mean if God gives it that I'm going to automatically believe? No. Breathing is a gift of God. God gives me lungs and God gives me air. That was a gift from God. That was a gift from God. But I can smother if I want to. Breathing is a gift of God. Faith is a gift of God. God gives you His Word, and God gives you His Spirit. But then God says, whosoever will may come. Amen. Whosoever will may come. All day long have I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and gainsaying people. So, it's time right now for you to do the most wonderful thing that you could possibly do, and that is to trust this great God for salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. You put your hand of faith in God's hand of grace, and that's salvation. And precious friend, right now, right now I want to lead you in a prayer. If you don't know Jesus, pray this prayer. God, I believe that you are the Almighty. I want to put my faith in you. I believe the Bible is your word, and you've spoken to me out of your word today. And I know, Lord, that you want to save me, and I yield myself to that today. And now I will obey you by confessing you as my Lord and Savior right now. Father, I pray that many will come to Jesus. In his dear name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you've prayed to receive Jesus just now, we would love to celebrate with you and invite you to our Find God's Love page at the website. We've put this together to help you find answers you may need about your newfound faith. So go to lwf.org radio and click the tab at the top that says Find God's Love. Welcome to His Forever Family. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, you can call us at one love god Mention the title, Faith, What It Is and How to Have It. This lesson's also part of the insightful series, Foundations for Our Faith. For that complete three-volume collection, all 27 powerful messages, call 877-LOVE-GOD, or you can order online at lwf.org radio. Or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. You may not know you can also purchase our new Bible studies, much like this message, in our online store. For more on that, go to lwf.org radio. True faith does more than merely believe. It translates into action. When you pray and ask God what to do and how to accomplish His will for your life today, trust and obey Him. 
We're so glad you joined us for this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for more from Adrian Rogers right here on Love Worth Finding. A listener commented on one of our recent Facebook posts and said this, Adrian Rogers was a great pastor. I listen to his sermons still today, and they've helped me find salvation and learn to read the Word of God. Isn't that great? At Love Worth Finding, our mission is to draw people to Jesus and help believers grow deeper in their faith. I hope that's happening in your life. To thank you for your gift of support right now, we'd love to send you our new More Than Conquerors Bible Study. The book of Romans can be for you what it was to the early church, a solid word for an unsure age. In this eight-week study, Adrian Rogers examines Paul's letter to the believers in Rome to show us how to live in the victory the Lord has given us. Request this resource, the More Than Conquerors Bible Study, when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD or give online at lwf.org radio.